Today, the news emanating from Giant Camp, as we hear from the head coach and we hear from the general manager. Let's take the uh, general manager first. Let's hear from him. Here's Gettleman. You know, we're in the roster-building season, Pat. There's no off-season anymore, in case you hadn't, you weren't aware of it. Uh, we're in the roster-building season. <clears throat> we don't play until September. I've checked the schedule. And uh, so that's, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of time to make a lot of decisions. So I just want everybody to understand that. Just as a reminder, I'm not going to di- discuss negotiations. I'm not going to discuss timelines. To me, as far as I'm concerned, that's a very personal um, between the club and the, and the player. So don't don't ask. Don't waste your time. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say this. It's a repeat of what I said at my postseason presser. Uh, we didn't sign Odell to trade him, okay? So I know that's all over the place. So understand that, and that's the, all I need to say about that. And then the other thing, I was, I was here listening to the questions you guys were asking, Pat. And, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of times we focus on numbers, okay? How big a guy is, how fast a guy is, how strong a guy is. What's his vertical jump? How tall is he? What's his hand size? What's his arm length? There's all these, just a myriad of numbers, and analytics delight, okay, of numbers. You know, one of the things that that we really focus on is instincts, okay? Instincts are very important. You know, you you guys were asking Pat the question about the quarterback, about the quarterbacks, and, you know, you can write a laundry list of things you're looking for, and it's it's not like you're breaking new ground, and it's not like you're splitting atoms, okay? But one of the things that I focus on and my staff, and we talk about all the time, is instincts. Does he have a feel for the game? You know, is he playing? Is he is he a step ahead of everybody else? Instincts and play smarts allow you to play bigger, stronger, faster. That's a fact of life. So, you know, try, you know, if you are a film watcher, when you watch it, you know, try to try to focus on that. Is this guy, does he seem to have, I, I, I was, I spent some time with an Aussie Rules um, player, pro uh, personnel guy a bunch of years ago. And in Australia, they, they say, when I was explaining what I was talking about, instincts, he said, so you're saying to me, do they have the chip? That's what they call it down there. So to answer your question about tall quarterbacks, shot quarterbacks, you know, roly-poly defensive linemen, a lot of it's instincts and, and play smarts. So with all that being said, let the games begin. I'm sorry? You do, you know, it, it, and it's really funny, you know, obviously, you know, and I've said it before, it, it's a big man's game, you know, you talk about it all you want, you know, the game's changing and everybody's, you know, going crazy about all the stuff the college guys are doing. Bottom line is it's a big man's game. So if you don't have size, if you're missing uh, a PQ, a physical quality, so to speak, Instincts can, instincts can it's you, you have to have a, what I call a compensating factor, okay? And the compensating factor 
can a lot of times is instinct. Sam Mills was 5'9", may he rest in peace, was 5'9", on his, you know, in, in high heel sneakers. But he, he could find the ball. The other day I was watching Luke. I was watching Carolina defensive film, and I was watching Luke, and I'm just saying to myself, I mean, he's, it's like he's in the huddle. It's amazing. You know, so, and, and that, is, that, doesn't, that doesn't just apply to a defensive player. It applies to every position on the field. Well, it's it's a never-ending process, Ralph. You know, we haven't even hit free agency yet. You know, so um, you know, I like I told you, I had my conversation with Eli back right after right after the season ended, and uh, we are where we are. Like Pat said, there's a million different models. There's a million different ways to, to do this. And uh, I, you, you could cite a number of, of models where they had a veteran guy and they, they drafted a young guy. And at some point in time, the torch got passed and, you know, away everybody went. And, and it was a happy away everybody went. So, you know, it's, 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 there's still a lot of time to make these decisions. Hey, but is it safe to say you're not looking for a veteran? I'm not... I, I'm not, I can't say anything like that. I can't do it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. I just told you. It's, it's all, we're evaluating everything, and we just got to keep moving forward. Dave, when you do your evaluations, how much does the fact that you have a third-round draft pick right now, does that play into anything? Yeah, I'm not – you know, it, it's really funny. We um, – I got enough gentlemen. Let me hear. The, I'm not getting anywhere with that. Let me hear. You know, too many about. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I got. I have some thoughts on what he said. Let me hear Sherma first. Let's go. Well, I'm intimately involved in it. Um, you know, both the free agents and then, and then obviously the draft players. And so, um, it's very collaborative. Um, we all want to hear what everybody has to think about every player in every situation. Uh, we talk about it frequently with ownership, and. We just try to make the best decision, and if it's a matter of, you know, this player's no longer going to be here, let's get a guy that's better. And, and so that's what we're trying to do. You talk about being a body collector. Go ahead. You talk about being a body collector, and obviously there are a couple quarterbacks that could be there on the board at number six. What do you look for in a young quarterback? What do you value out of a potential Well, I think they got to have the, the traits you're looking for to play the position, and you know, times have changed. You know, there's quarterbacks come in all shapes and sizes. And then you obviously have to watch them play. They need to be productive. They need to make good decisions. They got to know how to throw the ball accurately, throw the ball on time. They got to lead their team to victories. And they got to do all the things necessary to position. And so that's what we look at. And we evaluate all the quarterbacks every year, regardless of whether um, it's perceived we might be looking for one. The Vanderbilt quarterback, um, well, I'm extremely proud of him. You know, he's made great decisions. Um, you know, he did an excellent job in, in high school, giving himself the opportunity to go to a place like Vanderbilt, graduated in three and a half years, um, helped them win games, and I just, um, nah, he's a good player, a good player. Uh, 
sidelines the last couple weeks. How does that fit in with Tyler? Yeah, I think you're digging into something. I, I think, you know, obviously the, the player has to be productive. And as I just mentioned, quarterbacks come in all shapes and sizes. You know, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl. So, you know, I think you got to look at the total player. You got to look at his productivity. And you got to look at whether he fits. And I think we as coaches then will use their skill sets to the best of their ability to try to get the most out of them and help you win games. So I think that's. I'm sorry. What are you going to be looking for from Tyler? Yeah. I'm done. No, Give me, I heard enough. To... Here's what I here's what I what I don't like. I don't like any everything I heard. I don't like any part of what I heard. What I don't like about the Giants is it's well, you know, we'll evaluate this and we'll evaluate that, and there's a million models. Well, what you've known is that the models you've used in recent years have stunk. Your inability to rebuild this team has been a, is just been an embarrassment. I mean, let's be honest. The Giants have taken three swings at rebuilding the offensive line. They can't get it rebuilt. So we're going to hear now about Sam Mills, and we're going to hear about linebackers who can play fine. How about last year when you brought in a bunch of offensive linemen who were awful? Now, here's the situation. The idea that you're going to bring Eli Manning back, but you might bring in a veteran quarterback or might draft one on the first round shows me you don't know what the heck you're doing. Because how does that work exactly? If you're going to, if you bring Eli Manning back, it should be because you believe Eli Manning can take this team to the playoffs. If you don't believe that, if you think there's too much work to be done here in rebuilding this team, and let's be honest, this team needs an incredible amount of rebuilding. They stink on the offensive line. They stink on the defensive line. They were atrocious defensively last year. And for a lot of the season, they couldn't block anybody. They were a bad football team with some good skill players. And they need a lot of work. And if they don't believe, and if they aren't committed to bringing, to using every pick and every chip and every dollar to try to put a good team around Eli Manning, then send Eli Manning packing. What is the point of bringing him back here for one last year if you're not bringing him back here to win? It makes no sense. If the effort and the rebuilding job is too big for one year, that's a fair assessment. But have a damn opinion about what's got to be done here. This half-weighing, it doesn't work. And having two or three guys, the last thing I want to hear out of the general manager who did a lousy job last year, the last thing I want to hear out of him is, well, I think a good quarterback competition. What would that prove? That you spend a lot of resources on more than one quarterback and you don't know which one you want to play so they can both play behind a lousy offensive line? I mean, own up, first of all, to your mistakes from last year. You owned up to some of them because you cut them. You thought you had guys who could play. They couldn't. When in week seven, you're cutting your right starting right guard and your starting right tackle, you're admitting you did a terrible job in building your team. You're admitting you completely struck out as a personnel guy. If I'm cutting the guys that I started on opening day uh, before week seven, I admit I don't know what I was doing. I did everything wrong. 
If you believe in Eli Manning, then show it. If you don't believe in Eli Manning or think the rebuilding job is too big, then go in that direction. But the halfway stuff will put you back at 7-9 and nine if you're lucky. It doesn't work. Either put your resources and your efforts into one way or put them into a complete rebuilding job. And then bring in a quarterback with the sixth pick or a free agent quarterback and go about your business. But to bring back a guy who has been here for 15 years and then maybe replace him halfway through the season means you will get nothing out of this season. You bring in a kid at six and don't use that pick to get a player who can either rush the quarterback or protect the quarterback. You've done a terrible job in assessing your own team. Because that pick, if Eli's your quarterback, that guy has to be a guy who can step in from the sixth spot in the draft and either block for Eli or go tackle the opposing quarterback. Because you need both. How is another quarterback going to help Eli Manning win next year? The answer is he's not. So you've taken one of your biggest assets and allocated it for something that can't possibly help. Which shows me you don't know what you're doing. First, make a commitment. We're in on Eli. We're out on Eli. See if you can do that first. Then get back to me. And if you're in on him, that means you're in all the way. None of this halfway crap because nothing good happens that way. You'll have another losing season and there's sure been enough of those around the Giants recently.